This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man on. His name is Representative Brian Harrison. He's a Texas State Representative, District 10, which is just south of Dallas, a Republican. Brian, good to see you. How are you? Hey, good, Joe. I am wonderful. Really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I appreciate having you on. I don't do an awful lot of state politics because the show is now is broader than that. But Texas is always the focus for some reason. And I guess it's because we have the longest border, the best economy, and really cool people. Maybe that's why we're always the focus down here. But you brought up something in the Texas State uh, Representative House that I'm not so sure the federal government wants to put up with, but you think you might be able to do it. Let, let me break it down if I can, and then you take it from there. Yeah. Um, Title 42 is is something that was put in place actually originally by Jimmy Carter. And Donald Trump put it back in place because of the pandemic that we were facing with coronavirus, COVID-19. And basically it said, because you may have a risk or you might bring a risk to the health of Americans when you come here, you can't come across our border at all. In fact, if you do during a pandemic, we're going to turn you back around. Biden's been trying to get rid of that since he got into office. He's having a hard time doing it. But you're saying Texas itself can do that. Explain. Yeah, the the Biden administration quite literally ever since its very first week in office has been doing everything in its power to get rid of Title 42, which is the public health authority that we at HHS put in place during the Trump administration that allowed for immediate deportations uh, of illegal immigrants on public health grounds. We did this at the beginning of COVID. Okay, so Joe Biden in the intervening two years has created the public health economic national security disaster on the border that I'm sure all of your your watchers, viewers and listeners are familiar with. So Texas, we've got to use every tool available at our disposal because we've never been in a situation where the federal government has done everything it could to throw open the entire southern border. Well, one tool that's absolutely available to us, but that nobody I think previously had really considered or proposed was using our public health authorities to shut down the border because normally immigration is an area where, under our Constitution, I'm a small government guy, but it's one of the few things I want the federal government to do. They're supposed to secure the border. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not going to do that. And so given that, especially especially that they have made us live unjustifiably under a uh, COVID public health emergency declaration, nationwide vaccine mandates for healthcare workers, travel advisors from other countries. If they're going to say that that's the situation in America, that it's so bad on public health grounds, then Texas is absolutely justified in using our public health authorities to do the job that Joe Biden won't do and secure that border. Well, I think you're absolutely right. It's such a, it's a stupid um, policy to, to tell people who are not in the country they can't come here if they're not vaccinated. They can't come here if they don't jump through these hoops. Anybody who walks across the border gets some food, gets a cell phone, gets some money, gets a plane uh, trip anywhere they want to go. It is such a double standard, it doesn't make any sense. But here's the problem, and you know this. Jan Brewer, who is the governor of Arizona, tried to do SB 1070. SB 1070 was exactly the same exact language and everything of the federal immigration law. And Obama and Holder sued her, and they won because it's in their purview. Can you win saying we're going to do our own Title 42? Because the federal government's response is going to be, oh, no, that's our purview, and we'll do it if we want to do it. We won't do it if we don't want to do it. 
not only can we do it, we must do it. We would be, we would be operating completely under the authorities of our police powers and our public health authorities. See, that, that's the very unique thing about my bill. At its core, it's not actually an immigration bill. It's predicated on our, on our police powers and our public health authorities, which have been recognized, by the way, by the federal government, going all the way back to the nation's first quarantine laws around the 1790s. Wow. The Congress recognized that these states, when it comes to managing public health, have the, the ability to control persons and things that cross their borders. So this is absolutely an authority that we do have on public health grounds to control folks who come across our borders. So what our bill simply says, I'm not denying entry. All the bill says is that while we're operating under a declared state of public health emergency, as Joe Biden is keeping us under, if you're going to cross into this country, you have to do so through a legal port of entry where you can get your health screenings and you can do your, your asylum claims and all that. If you come through a non-legal port of entry, then fine, we're going to use our public health authorities because Joe Biden says we're in an emergency for public health reasons, and we're going to immediately deport you. It is um, Texas State Representative Brian Harrison, District 10, the great state of Texas, Republican. Uh, are you trying to force the hand of Biden to, to get rid of the health emergency, or are you taking advantage <laughs> of the fact that we're still under it? One of two things will happen. They'll say, eh, the emergency's over, and then you don't have this power or this authority, or they're going to say it is still going on. They'll probably sue you to say that you can't do this because it's about immigration. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, that's the other great thing about the bill, is that if once we pass this into law and are operationalizing it on the border, you're right, it does hinge on Joe Biden keeping national public health you know, emergencies in place for COVID or keeping nationwide vaccine mandates, uh, keeping the, the travel advisories and basically all the COVID tyranny. It is based on that. So here's the beauty of the bill. If we pass our bill, one of two things happen. We do the job that he won't. We secure that border or Joe Biden can end it. But in order for him to end it, he has to stop committing all the COVID tyranny that he's been enforcing on millions of Americans for the past two years. Both of those things are wins for America and their wins for Texas. Literally, he would have to drop all of the mandates. They yep. probably would have to hire, hire back everybody with back pay. So this is going to force their hand one way or the other. It's state representative of the great state of Texas, Brian Harrison. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you about the state of emergency that was declared by the governor. I love Greg Abbott. Been friends a long time. Been on the show dozens of times. I think he's doing a great job. But when you declare an emergency at the border, you quite literally can take the Texas, either the, the DPS or the Texas National Guard and apprehend those who are here illegally, walk them back to the border and say, head south. You can do that. We're not doing that right now. So when the, the emergency was declared, did that change anything at the border for us at all? Uh, I don't know how much it changed the public health declaration at the border, because when, when that first was put in place, when Governor Abbott did that for the first time, uh, it's when I was the chief of staff at HHS uh, during the Trump administration. We had recently put in place the, the COVID public health emergency, and, and the world was different three years ago. We, yeah. we didn't have vaccines and, and diagnostics and treatments and all that, so the world was different. None of these orders, in my opinion, are any longer justified uh, on public health grounds. So while I appreciate um, some of the things that the governor has done with the powers that the legislature gives him when there is a declared state of emergency, I think it's just beyond objection and it's objectively true at this point. We need to end all COVID public health emergency orders, all public health declarations, all the mandates, all of the coercive heavy hand of government that comes along with these emergency declarations, right. and, and we do need to end them. You want that. I think most Americans want that. I want that as well. But according to the Constitution, if you're being invaded, you're allowed to declare an invasion's happening at the border, and yeah. that should give the state more powers than I think that we're, you're, we're utilizing. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that the Texas National Guard, I guess maybe you can enlighten me on this. Is the Texas no, National so Guard apprehending anybody? Are they enforcing any laws at all, or are they just turning people over for asylum claims to the Border yeah. Patrol? 
Well, primarily they're enforcing criminal trespass laws on, okay. uh, on private property owners down at the border. But the, the thing that we've got to focus on is we have to do two things. We have to reduce the number of illegal crossings, and then we have to reduce the number of illegal immigration that remains perpetually into the interior. Um, so those have got to be the two uh, big goals that we're focused on. And so there's two huge authorities that I think we need to use more. One is the public health authority, which I just talked about. It's why I filed the Texas Title 42 Act. You know, like we said, as long as the federal government's going to say we're under a COVID public health emergency, we use our public health emergencies and expel people. Yes. I also agree with you. There is another authority if we were to declare an invasion down here as a state um, and immediately begin uh, exporting or expelling illegal immigrants under those authorities that are available to us under both the federal and the state constitutions, and I, and I ask people the question, and I'm curious what your show listeners think. I mean, if 250,000 illegal crossings a month, by the way, that number is going to go to 540,000 once Title 42 goes away, 540,000 a month. If that is not an invasion, what is? Well, that's true. I mean, if, if 540,000 people showed up with guns at the border, I think that we would take them on. But we're just letting people come in. And they're also using the asylum law uh, incorrectly. I grew up in South Florida. We had the Chrome Detention Center. When, when Fidel Castro opened up his jails and sent everybody north to Miami, we, we detained them. Okay, you want asylum? We've got to figure out who the heck you are. We don't know who these people are whatsoever. Can't we make smart decisions like you're coming from the Northern Triangle? You're not running from any sort of oppression, religious uh, re- religious oppression or or gender oppression or any sort of, uh, you know, you're, you're being killed because you're the wrong ethnicity. You're just leaving because you want a better job and you want more food that we have here in the United States. Maybe fix your own country. Don't we know automatically? If somebody's from Venezuela, they've got a real claim. From Cuba, they've got a real claim. Maybe from North Korea, if they get here, they've got a real claim. Others don't. Why are we accepting everybody? We know that 80 to 90 percent will be turned away if they're ever adjudicated. Yeah, well, that's the irony of the situation. You know, Joe Biden and the mainstream media and the Democrat Party attacked us in the Trump administration every day for having an inhumane border policy because we took border security seriously. The perversity of what's going on right now and what I would argue is that what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are doing is the least humanitarian option yes. because like you, I'm sure I am proud of our heritage of being a refuge for people who are, who are genuinely fleeing oppression. Right. But the problem is when you open up the entire southern border and have 500,000 people, which is what will happen when Title 42 goes away, come across, it doesn't allow us to focus our efforts, our energies, our resources on taking care of and protecting those who are, have legitimate asylum claims, those right. people who are actually freeing oppression. Uh, so, no, I think what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are doing is the least compassionate, the least humanitarian, and especially if you're concerned about a functional asylum process. You can't have a functional asylum process with 250,000 illegal crossings every month. And, and it's, it's provable. You've got rape trees now. You've got sex trafficking for little girls and little boys. You've got women yep. being raped and killed. You've got people being kidnapped. The cartels are making billions of dollars simply because Biden d- did away with the Trump policies that were working. There was nothing yep. inhumane about just following the law. And, and, and by the way, they're all getting cell phones when they get here. They're, they're calling back home. Hey, man, we got right in. No problem. Come on. Um, no, if, if you start turning anybody away, Brian, I guess you would agree, then they're going to call home and say, don't even try it. We didn't get in. Well, that's the point, and that's why we need to pass Title 42. Yeah. We need to immediately deport people, and they say, well, let's just cross again. Okay, fine, well, then d- deport them again. Until people believe that they actually will be turned away, this is never going to stop. And to your previous point about the cartels and what's happening to little little girls uh, that are making this treacherous and dangerous journey where they're subjected to all kinds of, of abuse and, and rape and other things, there has never been a greater marketing or advertising campaign for the human traffickers and the drug cartels and the coyotes 
than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's open border policies. I couldn't agree more. It's Brian Harrison, uh, Texas State Representative, District 10, the great state of Texas. Um, it, let me just ask you one sort of generic thing. I, I, I've been working around it, and I think we've kind of talked about it. But what specifically do you believe, as a state legislator, can the state do more than it's doing now? People are frustrated, Brian, because they don't believe that Texas nor Arizona nor New Mexico and California is never going to, but they're not doing enough to stop the flow of people coming in here. If we took action at the border ourselves, might that turn more people away from even trying? So is the state doing as much as it can? Would you like to see us do more? Well, I would like to to, to see us do more. I don't ever want to forget the fact that the actual culprit for what's going on on the border is Joe Biden. Absolutely. Joe, Joe Biden is the reason for what's happening on the border, but the problem is we can't change the White House for the next two years. Yeah. And so I do argue that it is incumbent upon us because we know Joe Biden's not going to let up on this. It's the one campaign promise he kept, right? He campaigned on open borders, and, and by God, we're given, get, we are getting open borders, and Texas is paying the price. I think we need to use our authority under the invasion clauses of the federal and state constitutions. I think we absolutely must pass the Texas Title 42 Act because that would allow us to immediately begin deporting uh, illegal immigrants using state law enforcement officials. That's what we could do, but we can. And it's unfair to us to have to do it. We've already spent three or four billion of our dollars. Texas can, Texas must stand up, do more, save Texas, save America from the disaster that Joe Biden has created on the border. Is this gonna pass? I think so. I hope so. I, I don't know a single, I, I cannot imagine a Texan right now witnessing what we're witnessing on the border. They wouldn't want us fighting that with every tool available to us. There's a lot of excitement about it uh, ever since I announced it. And I was really pleased actually to see Governor Abbott uh, probably three or four days ago came out and publicly embraced it and supported the Texas Title 42 Act. So I think uh, with the governor's support, with the support and the realization of my colleagues in the Texas legislature, that even though we've done a lot, we have to do more. Texas can save America. We must save America from the Biden border crisis. And you're in session now, right? We are. We just started uh, gaveled in about two weeks ago. Yes, sir. So I've, I've got to ask you this while I have you, because there's a there's a big hubbub about this and very conservative people in Texas are confused, including me. Maybe you can help my confusion. Why on earth are we debating whether Democrats should be heading uh, chairmanships or heading committees in our, in our Texas state legislature? We voted a bunch of Republicans in. We want the state uh, legislature to be Republican. Why would we ever say, yeah, we should have some some uh, some committee chairs um, in the hands of Democrats? And you know that that's not going to go well, because when Democrats have the control of any legislature, whether it's a state or, or U.S., they never, ever make any sort of a, a concession for Republicans like that. So why are we considering that? Uh, we should not consider that. Uh, I campaigned for office opposing that because I care about preserving and enacting the will of the voters of the great state of Texas. And they overwhelmingly gave the Republican Party huge majorities in the House, in the Senate, the governor's mansion, lieutenant governor's uh, office, and every single statewide in the state of Texas. They demand conservative leadership. They deserve conservative leadership. So um, it is unfortunate. Uh, It looks like we're probably going to have some uh, again this session. Uh, Myself and other conservatives have been sort of raising the alarm about that and highlighting the problem. Uh, No other state does this. Uh, No other state than than Texas. And and last session, I think Democrats were given control of 40 percent of uh, the most powerful leadership positions in the tech the, and the Republican dominated Texas House of Representatives. Um, Texas has some weird uh, historical data, which kind of explains how we got here. It used to be an all Democrat state and then right. somewhere in the transition, this became a practice. But however we got here, just because we've been doing something a certain way doesn't mean we need to continue doing it. The Democrat Party of today is not the Democrat Party of our grandfathers, the yellow dogs and the blue dogs. Today's Democrat Party is Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, open borders, embracing Marxist policies 
and uh, doing all sorts of things that uh, I know my conservative voters in Texas oppose. We should stop giving them power that they did not earn by the voters at the ballot box. Very well said. It's Brian Harrison. Well, I have you. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. And this is the last thing. And thanks for the time today. Um, we're facing some really cold weather. And a couple of years ago, I did, my, I did my entire talk show nationally from my cell phone because we had no power where I live uh, and where the studio is. So at the end of the day, how do we feel about the grid? How do we feel about ERCOT? How do we feel about energy in the state of Texas? Yeah, so there absolutely have been improvements uh, since the really bad storm uh, almost two years ago. But in a state that is as blessed, I mean, it's almost an embarrassment of riches yeah. that we have here in terms of our energy resources in the state of Texas. The idea that we're ever even contemplating or talking about whether the grid uh, should fail or might fail is a problem. And one of the biggest problems is the federal government putting its finger on the scale for unreliable, untested uh, uh, and unproven renewable energy sources such as solar and wind, which when we need them the most, don't generate. And so right. because of bad federal government policies, we're continuing to add almost exclusively these energy sources that are not going to be there for us when we need it, like natural gas and other dispatchable forms of energy. So we have got to do more, and I would argue the legislature, not unelected bureaucrats in the state health agencies, to determine and say, no, no, if you are going to supply the grid, you have got to have a track record uh, performance. You've got to be there for when we need you. And um, you've got to have certain reliability standards that unfortunately right now, wind and solar just can't do. I'm not opposed to alternate energy, right. but what I am opposed to is the taxpayers having to subsidize these forms of energy that on their own are not yet competitive. And unfortunately, we are still doing that uh, here in Texas, but primarily because of the horrible um, incentives and distortions of the market that the federal government is pushing down on us. And by the way, on our side, we want all of the above. We're not against renewables, oh, so what? Just, just add it to yep. what we have. The other side, get rid of everything and only go with like wind power and solar, which didn't make any sense. And two years ago, we found out. It's uh, right. Texas State Representative District 10 Republican, the great state of Texas, Brian Harrison. Brian, good to see you. Come back again soon, all right? Great talking with you, Joe. Really appreciate it. Great discussion. Thank you, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Really appreciate Representative um, Harrison coming on. Great ideas. Hopefully they, he can get them done. Uh, we really appreciate you as well. Make sure you stop by all the social media. Just go to JoePags.com. You want to contact? Scroll down, click on contact, or follow on all the social media. You'll see a bunch of content there. Let's do some pop culture. Bop. Dirty pop. What is happening? Polo, talk to me. So did you see that uh, Alec Baldwin's officially been charged with involuntary manslaughter? Yeah, I thought that happened last week, no? Uh, is that I mean, not official? No, now it's official. And, well, that's interesting. Yeah, and the district attorney is actually using uh, some of his TV interviews against him. Well, he was dumb enough to go on the television. Right. He went on the TV talking about he didn't pull the trigger this and he didn't point the gun that. Right, and they're saying, I guess, there's clearly pictures of him with his finger on the trigger. So they're, they're going to use all that stuff against him. Wait, did he not realize there were cameras everywhere? I guess not. There you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.